Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. This is us. This is your friends. This is Wrestling With Friends, the podcast that's our chance to catch up, discuss the events in the ring that we love, the business behind it, and celebrate the fun memories of attending wrestling events, all as I become increasingly inebriated. We're your friends. I'm Dave here with Sean and Ethan. I'm coming at you from Long Beach, Long Island, New York. And uh, Sean DePasquale in Los Angeles, California. How you doing, Sean? I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. We're back, baby. You're back. We were gone. We, were, we took some time off, and then we came back strong with uh, Josh Segura, and and now we're back. And I'm back in Los Angeles, and it's all great. My mom's alive. Things are going pretty great. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> Our uptick in guests, the being the most important thing, and then also your mom being alive, like yeah. both really good things for both sure. Both were super good thing. Yeah, sure. absolutely awesome. And then uh, we also have our vagabond friend Ethan Wall. Ethan's been traveling the world to the best of his ability in these crazy times. Ethan, where are we talking to you from this week? Yeah, two weeks ago, I was in Montana. Last week, South Dakota. Five days ago, Colorado. And now, I am in sunny South Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Ha, oh, you're worry. Just, won't, <laughs> won't be here long. I just escaped. Yeah, now yeah, you guys yeah. have switched. Uh, South Florida South Florida released Sean and has now taken Ethan. <laughs> yeah, I was just biding my time, waiting for Sean to leave. And now here I am. And in fact, what is this, episode 15, 16? This will be the last episode where we are all in the United States because by next week, I will have fled the U.S. and off to Mexico. Wow. What an adventure. Where they can't get you, the, the police, right? Yeah, well, we'll find out. <laughs> it sounds like you're on the lamb, bro. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yes. And and sometimes we have other friends join us, and this is one of those times, as we're joined this week by a very special guest. You don't need me to tell you where you know him from, because he's a goddamn icon. It's Macaulay Culkin. Matt! Yay! Yay! Yay. Matt. Hello, everybody. Hello, let's talk wrestling, right? That's what we do here. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It's a little wrestling talk. It's a little wrestling talk. Just in uh, wrestling with some with some buds and a, and, and a, uh, a career criminal. It sounds like yes, a man, a dangerous man on the run. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I played the fifth on that. <laughs> so Mac, how you doing, man? I'm doing uh, fantastic. You know, yeah. I'm uh, 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 I've pretty much been preparing for this uh, quarantine my entire life. You know, I'm a, I'm a homebody. You know, yeah. So like, I'm I'm actually like thriving in this environment. This is this this works for me. I get to work from home. I get an excuse not to leave the house. That's that's perfect. It's perfect for me. Oh, God, that sounds so amazing. I have kids, so it's that would be my life. But I've got kids, so. It's uh, it's it's a waking okay, well, up. I didn't realize I was talking to Heath Slater over here. <laughs> I got kids. I got kids. Oh. <laughs> I got Heath Slater, uh, Dave, you saw the big news yesterday. Heath Slater is the brand new Detroit Backyard Tag Team Champion, along with Rhino. Yeah, you wow. sent you sent me this picture, and it's weird because like it's literally like they're in someone's backyard. Like there's a prefab like shed behind them. <laughs> like, yeah, and. Uh, 
I can't tell whether there are more fans in the audience or if we have subscribers because there appears to be about 12 people watching the match. All of which are Heath Slater's family, by the way. Well, how the mighty have fallen. Jeez. So, 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 Mac, the first time we met, Sean brought up the fact right away that we were kindred spirits in that you were a wrestling fan, too. Um, fuck yeah, yeah. I can say fuck on this, though, right? Right? You can say whatever. Yeah, you can oh, say fucking shit, fuck yeah. Fuck all day. <laughs> <laughs> you want. All right, all right, yeah. Cock sucking, yes. <laughs> I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, have been for, for virtually as long as I can remember, since about uh, like 1988, essentially. Since- Oh, so back in 88, I was pushing weight. No, that's just a random rap lyric. Wow, you were already pushing weight when you're like like eight years old. All right. Yeah, that's how I roll. That's how I roll. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I mean, we're like exactly the same age. So I know I can think of that time. I mean, all of us are pretty much right around the same age. So I know that era. So, I mean, you're like pretty much ultimate warrior classic golden era uh of wwf right yeah yeah no the first match i ever saw like the one that like like was my gateway it was actually the first match i'd ever seen uh i guess it must have been like a saturday uh uh, like what was what was their kind of like weekly like roundup kind of show like with like either like mooney or uh or uh okerland where it's like a host what was that one called i forget what that one was it superstars? Yeah, it might have been superstars. They always had that section, and uh, yeah. as soon as I turned on the TV, it was uh, they showed a replay of um, the SummerSlam '88 uh, match between Honky Tonk Man and Ultimate Warrior. And as soon as <laughs> that guy saw that, I was like, "Who is that guy? And what is this?" And like, boom! And it just my my love uh, came from that that my 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 mighty oak of love came from that little acorn over there. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was but that was my gateway uh, my gateway drug right there was was Ultimate Warrior. SummerSlam, SummerSlam 89 looms large in my fa- personal fandom as well. Um, what was the first event that you got to go to? Uh, I think no, actually the first event I ever went to was uh, WrestleMania 7. Ah. Yeah, you can actually see me uh, if you if you watch it, you can actually see me. They, they cut to me during the, uh, the, what's it, the Heart Foundation Nasty Boys match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and you can see my little brother, uh, Kieran, he's wearing the, um, the styrofoam LOD like shoulder pads. Oh, that's uh, with, the, with the little styrofoam spikes and all that stuff. That was the coolest thing ever, man. Yo, R.I.P. Animal. R.I.P. Yes, yeah, yes, it just happened. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Eddie Van Halen. What do you know? Yeah, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. So continue. yeah. 2020 continues to uh, be just uh, depressing. Just really? the absolute that was his, worst. Yes, that was that was his one demand when he got to heaven. Is is he was like, I want Van Halen here now, and they were like, Don't piss him off. <laughs> now, They're both now, Matt, here now. You, <laughs> yeah, Matt, exactly. Do you remember who you were rooting for in that match? The Hart family or? Uh- Oh, I was definitely for the faces. Like I was like, you know, I liked all the faces except for like Coco Beware and like Tito Santana. Like I just, I couldn't stand those guys, you know, but, but generally I always went for the faces. I, you know, I was was a little tired of uh, Hulk Hogan too. Do you like not like parrots? Yeah. What? what? Parrots. Parrots. Parents? Didn't Coco Beware have a giant parrot? (laughs) Yes, he had a big bird. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Blue-headed Peonis. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> got a blue-headed Peonis. Yeah, yeah. Peonis Actually, he knows them as blue-headed Peonis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents. But also, we should point out, Mac famously doesn't like parents. Yes, yes. Also, also parents, too. That's, uh, yeah, it's kind fun, of a, fun, fun fact. Yeah, like, yeah, I heard you don't like parents. It's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Where'd you oh. read that? <laughs> I, did, I, did, did I just 
Exactly. Not just my parents, but like everyone's parents. Like, you know, fuck your yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah, everyone. That's what I meant. You hate all parents. Yes, yes. <laughs> so so uh so i yeah i so speaking of wrestlemania 7 i threw you into google earlier i googled at you and i saw some pictures of you from that and you uh had an awesome ultimate warrior t-shirt on Uh, yeah yeah um Oh man, that's great i was such an ultimate warrior mark too it was like warrior and hogan really brought me into wrestling uh in a big way, but man, Warrior was great back in the day. Uh, those are some of the best matches. The, his energy was just completely unmatched. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, you just, how could you not get drawn in when you're like eight years old to like that drunken, yeah. just crazy, like Conan the Barbarian looking, you know, like a neon Conan the Barbarian kind of kind of character? Like, yeah, come on, make absolutely no sense. And I bought everything he said, even though it made no mm-hmm. freaking sense. Yep. And, yeah, Skronk, Bubby, Skronk. Oh, Hogan. <laughs> you know, there's a famous promo about uh, uh, he was going to uh, fly Hulk Hogan's plane into the ground. You know, <laughs> he convinced the pilots because they already made the sacrifice. Yes, he's you know, just, and the pilot who already made the sacrifice. You know, he like whispers out like, they made the sacrifice. It's you know, like, yeah. wait, what? It's what? the best. Are, are they suicide pilots? What the fuck is going on, Ultimate Warrior? Well, yeah, no, it's, it's such a fucked up promo. And like that was his like last promo, like just before the big match at WrestleMania 6. And it's like, wow, like, you know, yeah. It, yeah, it didn't the, matter. Dude, it, like I remember Hogan desperately trying to like you know get Vince to keep the title on him. You know, and he was what was he, he was kind of like oh uh, you're you're drinking from the devil's like tit or something like that. Like it's just like they cut the weirdest freaking promos like leading up to that match. You know, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, the eighties. So when you went to WrestleMania Seven as a kid, did you like get to go backstage and shit? No, no, I just went as a fan. But just went as a got, fan. Got, yeah, got some prime real estate though. We we did have uh, some front row seats, so that was nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. yeah. I was right by the uh, the uh, the bell essentially. So like when Marla Maples comes out for the main event to ring the bell, it's like oh, she, uh, hey, hello Marla, how you doing? I could I could I could I could smell her. I could <laughs> oh, smell yeah. her from my seat. Oh what yeah, does she yeah. smell like. <laughs> what did yeah? What does she smell like? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, she smells like uh, like like rose water. Let's just let's just call it rose water. Dove, an Irish Spring. <laughs> I was hoping maple syrup. So at at that event, at at you said Marlo Maples at that event, I saw uh, just like a basically an extra with a line from one of your movies was also that uh, at that event, this guy Donald Trump. Oh yeah, that's, that's, uh, uh, he, yeah, he was there. You know, that's one of the things when you actually you watch like back like a uh, WrestleMania four and uh, I think it's like four and five and even a bunch of events since then. It's always Donald Trump front center of the hard camera, like always in that yeah. front row seat, and you can't miss him. You know, yeah, that that with, with his sausage colored uh, skin. You know, yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, who knew? Who knew that's where we wanted him? Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knew that we wanted him to stay there? Like, in a right, yeah. yep. to stay there. Seriously. <laughs> um, as so, as I'm always curious about this. As somebody, no, um, when like we all have that memory of when we find out it's fake, you know, and you realize that you know some of it's predetermined, whatever. But I always there's varying you know degrees of which you don't really understand that. Uh, while I knew it was fake, you know, like I think I heard that when I was like ten 
or 11, yeah. still into high school, I was a fucking Mark. You know, you I believe- fucking Mark. I was about to call you a fucking Mark. I, fucking <laughs> I mark. never, I never believed it was real. Like ever. I always knew it was performing arts, you know, like, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it was perform, you know, it was, it was athletic performance. You know, yeah, I, I was never fooled by it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you're like, you've been, a, you've been a performer your whole life, so I think you would probably be able to recognize exactly the theatrics of the performance, right? Yeah, that's- yeah, and that's what I appreciated. That's what I really dug about it. That's the, the, that's the thing. It wasn't, you know, it didn't need to be real for me to appreciate it, you know, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and uh, WrestleMania 7 was supposed to be at the Coliseum, but they, had a, but they changed it to the arena, the smaller arena. Yes, yeah, for, for quote-unquote safety purposes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. Sergeant Slaughter betrayed America and G.I. Joe. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah. Apparently, they had <laughs> threats and everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> even though the war was already over, you know, like all that stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember thinking that too because I thought I was going to the Coliseum, and then we ended up going to the smaller arena because they, they were they were they were pitching that 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 uh, you know like uh, the Coliseum, like the LA Coliseum, ever since WrestleMania six. Like they they spent a whole year saying it's gonna happen at the Coliseum outdoor, like you know, a hundred thousand people. And so yeah, we pull up to the Dinky Arena. I'm like, oh okay, well, what whatever, <laughs> better seats. Yeah, it's like as a kid, I wouldn't understand that at all. As a seven year old, were you like, oh, this is because the ticket sales were definitely bad? <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I didn't even think too much about it. I just, just I was just happy to be there. You know, like, I, I was kind of busy a lot when I was a kid. You know, I had kind of had a job and all that stuff. So being able to kind of do like like have something like that, like yeah, like that was I was just happy to be there. I don't care where it was. It could have been on the freaking moon or something. You know, and I, I would have been happy. So were you more of like because I I feel like when I think about like why I got into wrestling and like it was definitely part of me that like believed it was real to some degree at first and then not, but throughout it was always the storylines that drove me like back. Like I liked the stories over like even any individual character or the technical aspect. What, what like kind of draws you to wrestling? Oh, I mean, it was just like, again, it was like the, the, the colorfulness, uh, you know, just like, yeah, like the athletics and the performance, stuff like that. Like, yeah, like it was just, you know, I, 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 kind of miss the eighties approach to kind of like just the heroes, villains kind of thing. Like, you know, you know exactly what it is at first blush. And also just like, yeah. you know, you, you, for some, you can't do a honky tonk man really character like so much anymore. Yeah. I miss the genius, you know, the genius is a, a, a great character, you know? Yeah. And like same. Yeah. And like, yeah. You can't really do that right now. You know, I it, miss it, the bits. You know, so yeah, I kind of miss yeah. that part a little bit. And I feel like that died when Undertaker became the American badass. That was them sort of being like, all right, we're not going to do silly characters anymore. Everyone's well, yeah, like, I mean, I think it started a little before that during like the beginning of the attitude era and all that kind of yeah, stuff. They kind of yeah. moved away from like, yeah, like, you know, there was, there was no more Duke the dumpster, uh, you know, like uh, all the, that era was just the worst, that new era. Like, Oh my God. It's just occupational like things. Occupational. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. A doctor, a clown. The dentist. You know, dentist you know, yeah, exactly. IRS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> now the cop and a convict. Yes, exactly. Was, was yeah, it so, so much that WWE gave up on that, or that at around that time he started having WCW becoming more popular, and WCW's angle was, "Hey, we're not going to have these crazy characters. We're going to have Scott Hall. We're going to have Kevin Nash because we don't people use- we don't have the IP because we don't have the right to call them Razor Ramon." Well, yeah, but I think at the same time they were like, "Look, these are these like real life human beings like Kurt Henning 
that people were drawn to watch. And at that time, now you got Vince McMahon saying, look, I can't roll somebody out as Duke the Dumpster Drowsy, who at SummerSlam was scooping a uh, a chocolate-covered banana that was supposed to look like a piece of shit out of the swimming pool. You know, people just didn't <laughs> like that stuff anymore. Yeah. Classic Caddyshack bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Caddyshack stole it from Duke the Dumpster, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They always say that. Very influential wrestler. For oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so one thing, one thing that I love um, about you, Mac, is that every now and then you'll drop a tweet that will just like uh, make wrestling Twitter freak out for a while. Like, <laughs> like I had a Twitter feud thing for a second with that Goldberg. Yeah, I mean Goldberg like legit called you a dweeb, I believe, and I was like, no, Fuck uh, you, Goldberg. Uh, no, I forget what he called. Yeah, I think he just called me like a dork or something like that. And I said, listen, you can call me anything you want, just don't try to tombstone me. <laughs> it was right after that Saudi show and it was just like oh god <laughs> um so yeah so about that Saudi show you um you were not like like everybody you were not happy about the uh, outcome of the Bray Wyatt Goldberg Goldberg match oh, yeah I, that's why I changed my my Twitter profile like actually says like number one Bill Goldberg fan you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they really embrace it you know yeah <laughs> And right after that, you tweeted that you were canceling your tickets to Tampa. And then, of course, they announced right afterwards that they canceled having an audience at WrestleMania at all that year. So yeah, I saw, I I saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know is do you take responsibility for that at all? Yes, yes. COVID is my fault. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm the pangolin over here yeah, of the wrestling world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it must be my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have Goldberg's feelings. You know? <laughs> Goldberg's like, I'm not going anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, no, and also uh, Rusev. He was like, oh, what, what does it take for me to get on the WrestleMania card? I, you know, is any celebrities want to wrestle with me? And I was like, I will. So, like, just like, like the second he tweeted out, I was like, I will totally fight you. Uh, I will fight you on the moon. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, he was down. Uh, Rusev's down. Yeah, no, but no, he was like, I don't want to hurt the little kid from Home Alone. I was like, who are you calling a kid? Bring it on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, not Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman uh, didn't have a tag partner for WrestleMania a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, I was, I had him on my podcast, and I was like, I, I, I tried to angle it. I was like, hey, you know, like that's. I was like, you know, I, I could have been Nicholas, but apparently didn't go for it. You know, yeah. <laughs> they went for. They went younger for the role. Uh -huh, yeah. And honestly, I've been angling for years to try to, uh, I, I want to be in the Royal Rumble. Like, just like, just, just show up. Just like, you know, like, just do like, you know, kind of pull a Drew Carey, really. Uh, yeah. Just, like, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I kind of wanted to do the, um, like, I also would be willing to do the Under the Giant Memorial, like, Battle Royal. But, <laughs> they, you know, they kind of got Colin Joust or whatever and, and Michael Che to do it. And I was like, ah, okay, you know, now, you know, yeah. I got to wait another, like, 10 years or 15 years. Like, the, the Drew Carey thing works, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, that, I, I'll follow the, in the footsteps of that giant. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pete Rose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was he actually in the Royal? Was he in the Royal Rumble? But I just remember he just always had a thing with Kane. You know, yeah, just oh, I remember he showed up dressed as like Santa Claus or something. Got tombstoned by Kane. Like, yeah, that man will do anything for a buck. It's amazing. I, yeah, no, I believe he came out as, as in, a, in a mascot. Yeah, he came out like in a mascot in a in, in a Royal Rumble. I, I I'm not like sure. a gobbledygooker or something. You know, yeah. yeah. Here's I was just gonna say. Uh, here's my pitch. Like I want Mac to I want Mac to show up as the gobbledygooker. <laughs> 
That's that's what I think is the best way for to incorporate you into the wrestling. I world. will totally do that. I'll do that in a heartbeat. Yes, but you have to sit in the egg for thirty days, <laughs> <laughs> like a David Blaine style stunt. You know, what? I, I, again, I've been preparing for that my whole life. You know, so yeah, I could do that. I've, I've been in an egg before. <laughs> yeah, what you've never been? You know, <laughs> yeah, he's been in an egg before. Duh. Yeah, come on, I've done all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, obviously, you don't need our help starting this grassroots program, but we're going to help you anyway. Let's get Mac in the Royal Rumble. God damn it. WWE. How yeah, about come it? On. Yeah, let's chat. I mean, believe me, I, I keep on pitching. You know, yeah. And apparently, like half the writers' room was t- were down, and like the other head, like, and then just got nixed somewhere along the line. I was like, oh god, dang it! You know, yeah, because <laughs> I know buddy of mine was a writer there for like you know I've known him since I was like fifteen years old, and so yeah, he was you know he was, he was doing his best. He was pitching me. No, Vince hates you though. Yeah, who do you think <laughs> it was? Who do you think it was like? Think it was Vince? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I bet you didn't even hit, get to his ears. You know, yeah. I it was Shane it was Shane McMahon. He was like, oh fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that fucking kid. <laughs> oh fuck that kid. I hate him. What? That kid never listened to his parents. <laughs> and, I think I gotta, I gotta, and he murdered Elijah Wood. Yeah, I gotta do this like soon too. I just turned 40. Like I you know, my, my back isn't what it used to be. I gotta do it now, you know, yeah. Before it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> can't, yeah, yeah, you know, I can't you know, I can't wait forever, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, well. So, speaking of Royal Rumbles and speaking of that, um, and and classic matchups, um, when we first hung out, actually, you um, introduced me to this game you invented, which um, I don't know if is it, does it have a name. Uh, we we've been going with clock blockers. Clock blockers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I think that's that's the one that's kind of stuck the most. You know, yeah, yeah, clock, clock blockers. blockers. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, I, I think I took you to the limit. It was a pulse pounding matchup, but ultimately you defeated me. Um, I've been thinking about a rematch ever since. Oh, I haven't thought about it at all since. You know, yeah, just just another day for me. You know, no, tell me, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but I believe Sean has a chess timer of some sort, right? Yeah, I have one. I have now- one. Oh, I just happen to have one right here. What do you know? Now, can you, uh, Matt, give me a refresher on the rules. How's this played? Uh, okay. So you like kind of pick a category, like uh, uh, let's just say intercontinental champions or something like that. Uh, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, we're just, we're using wrestling as an example because this is a wrestling podcast. Yes. And, uh, um, and then oh, you name it. Yeah, exactly. It's all I know. Um, but uh, yeah, you keep on naming. You go back and forth. Like I'll, I'll name one. I'd be like, "Oh, Ultimate Warrior." Then I, you know, then I'd hit my clock, and your clock would start, and then you have to name uh, another Intercontinental Champion. And then we keep on going back and forth until someone runs out of time, uh, and then the person who uh, still has time left on his clock is the winner. Boom! That's Boom. how it So should we just do a rematch of Royal? So eat them. No, I think Ethan. I think Ethan and I should figure out what what wrestling category yeah, to give yeah. you guys. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Make sure, make sure it's like it's got to be broad enough. It's got to be something that has you know, like you can't just have like thirty things in it. It's got to have like like a hundred something things in it. Like I said, intercontinental champions. Sure. Know. Royal Rumble sure. participants. Oh, that's that's yeah, pretty that's, good. That's super broad. Uh, you know, yeah, that's so pretty much everybody. What do you think, gotcha. Ethan? Pete Rose. I'm going to start. Pete Rose. No. I <laughs> 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 ah, ah, He was never in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> no. Ethan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if they if they both like it, I'm down for it, and I will try my best to fact check this. 
as yes, the, yes. Uh, it's always good to have like a, a referee of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, and I'll keep time. So who's going to go what, first? We're doing ninety seconds each, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got ninety and, uh, seconds. Yeah, on just the call. Clock. Just call out. Like yeah, when we have like you know like one minute left, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds, that kind of thing. We'll do. Yeah. We'll say the Sounds name. Good. We'll say uh, hit. I, I, no, just say the name and I'll hit it. As soon as you say a name, Sean, I'm going to hit right. it. Sean's going to hit it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, All right, I'm Matt, you want to start it out? Uh, okay, sure. Ready? All right, set, and Hulk go. Hogan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ultimate Warrior. Dick Murdoch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One Man Gang. <laughs> um, Michael Cole. Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, Butch Reed. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Bret Hart. Jake the Snake Roberts. Shawn Michaels. Lex Luger. Uh, Jim Neidhart. Ric Flair. Uh, Triple H. Shawn Michaels. Already said it. Fuck! No, you, no, you still get, no, you, 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 still, you get to keep going, though. I, I get to keep going. I get to keep going. Okay. You will lose Reigns. Roman Reigns. Uh, oh, uh, Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose. Uh, Bill Goldberg. Diesel. Ooh. How about uh, uh, Dizel? Does he count? Dizel. Yeah. Pink Diesel? <laughs> Dizel? Yeah, it counts. Oh, oh, you were doing the fake Diesel. Sorry. Uh, Razor Ramon. Uh, oh, uh, Rezar, the fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> Rezar from the Authors of Pain. Oh, wow. There you go. Mm. Uh, was he actually in it? I'm not even sure. I'm searching. I was this just really hard for me to type. I was just going for the joke. You know what? Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay, there you go. Uh, 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 Carrie right. Von Eric. Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, uh, let's see. There's so many. Uh, oh, uh, a million dollar man. Booker T. Uh, IRS. Karma. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. China. <laughs> uh, Beth Phoenix. Oh, I was going to go there next. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, wait. I, I, no one said Drew Carey. Drew Carey. <laughs> oh, I thought you started with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was joking, but now I'm not. <laughs> Kofi Kingston. Oh, uh, Big E. John Cena. Xavier Woods. Chris Jericho. Batista. Ooh. Randy Orton. Uh, let's see. What, what, what else are we working with here? Oh, uh, Jeff Hardy. Marty Jannetty. Uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. The Rock? Did we say The Rock? No, the Rock? no one said that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, Edge. Christian. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Um... Uh, Kevin Owens. Devon Dudley. Um, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Taz. Oh, uh, Rob Van Dam. Kurt Angle. Uh, and that's it. Aha. That's it. That's it. I love Dave, you were lost again, you sir. Lost How much time do I have left? By, <laughs> you had you had exactly like three seconds left and he he would just Holy time crap. out. Well, good. Oh, it was tighter than I thought. Tighter than I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It was really tight. Cooked in. Like, because uh, you, you've, you've, been, you've, you've just been called <laughs> the winner of you this match. And still, Lockers <laughs> champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> the big.
I think he died. I thought we lost him. I thought he just was running around somewhere in South Florida just yelling. (laughs) My roommates are definitely sleeping in the bedroom next to me, and I definitely got to knock on the wall. They just woke up, up and they'd be like, oh, he held on to the championship. Thank God. Thank God. Okay. Oh man, that was, that great. was awesome! That was awesome. Yeah, uh, it's a different game, man. Yeah, all you viewers at home, get yourself some chess clocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super cheap. It turns chess out clocks. they're like fifteen they're bucks, all- and you can get them. At, you can get them at, at like a bodega. Yeah, yeah there's, also, there's also apps and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Or Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon, the Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is turning into a podcast about where you get chess clocks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> chess clocks. It's hot in the street. Well, to bring it back to uh, to important wrestling things, it's probably time for Ethan, who, in addition to being a drifter, is also a lawyer who specializes in intellectual property and social media law, to take us into the IP and disputes in wrestling with Trademark Wars. Dave, take trademark it away. Wars. <laughs> trademark Wars. <laughs> it's Trademark Wars. <laughs> IP, intellectual property. <laughs> Trademarks, copyright. <laughs> trademark Wars. <laughs> So yeah, Ethan. Thank you, Heavy Metal Band. Thank you, thank you. Like they left. Um, so Ethan, um, we've been talking about this um, a while ago um, when that the the Four Horsemen was being filed for. People were someone was filing for control of the Horsemen uh, IP, and you had some shocking revelations for us. Can you remind us, bring us back up to speed of what those were, and then tell us what the updates are on that? Yeah, well, uh, there are some some big wrestling factions throughout history. The Fabulous Freebirds, Mm -hmm. the New Day, Mm -hmm. Legion of Doom, but above all, the biggest and most epic, even above the NWO and New Generation X, is, of course, the Four Horsemen. All right, the most iconic wrestling faction in history, and and you would ask yourself, as of two weeks ago, who would own the trademark to the Four Horsemen? Mac, who do you think it might be? Uh, hmm, I don't know, but I, I know Arn Anderson is has something to do with it. <laughs> You're absolutely well right. Two weeks ago, the answer would be no one. It wow, would no been- wait, so we could have gotten it? No. Yes, Mac, we talked about this on a previous episode when Ethan ah. discovered that it was available and we were like, oh my God, we could buy that right now. And we totally could have. Yeah, we had like a month. Yeah, we got really hell? excited. And then <laughs> like, I was doing lollygagging. We got trapped. We forgot. <laughs> we blew it. We blew it. <laughs> you know, but just as it would have been difficult for us to enforce that trademark, the reason is because. As Mac told you, the enforcer, Arn Anderson, uh, has now filed for trademark protection over the horseman. That's right. Now, so oh, yeah. now does he own it or has he just he, applied for it? He's applied for it. So how the trademark process works as follows. Anybody could file an application for a trademark. If you've got about 250 bucks, about 20 minutes of time, and have either you know watched a YouTube video on how to file a trademark, you can do so. Um, from that period of time, the process is as follows. Over the first three, three and a half months, nothing happens. The government will then review your application to see if it is preliminarily approved. And then two months later, the public has 30 days to file an objection to the trademark. 
And at that time, assuming that Arn Anderson clears that hurdle, just like uh, Marty Jannetty cleared the barbershop window, um, there will be 30 <laughs> days for people, including but not limited to any other member of the Horsemen, Vince McMahon, the WWE, or even Macaulay Culkin from challenging yeah. Arn Anderson's rights for the trademark. But you were explaining to us, I feel like, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, basically that if even if we had bought it when we had, because Arn Anderson has like a history tied to it, it would be pretty easy. What if for you him renamed to, like, your podcast The Four Horsemen? Like, would that would that like kind of, would we talk like, settle about that? Yeah. So let's address both of those questions. So in order to file a trademark, you also have to file two different things. One is evidence of you using the name. Uh, and you also have to assign a particular class or category of goods or services. So a podcast would fit under class 41 for entertainment services, which just so happens to be the same exact class that organizing and participating in, in live athletic wrestling events falls into that category as well. So you have to file A, the name of the logo, B, the class or category, C, some evidence of you using it. But the key factor here that Dave mentioned is D, the date you first used that trademark in commerce. And so let's say that we filed the trademark, I don't know, three weeks ago before Arn Anderson did for the four horsemen. Uh, we would put our date of first use was probably what, three weeks ago. We may be able to obtain trademark rights, but Arn Anderson, the WWE or someone, assuming they had legit trademark rights, could file an objection at a later date to cancel our trademark saying that they were using it first. And then we would have to settle this in court or in war games, you know, one of the, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you, as yeah, you said, so, yeah, as you do, yes, as, as one does. Yes. Now, Ethan, Ethan, something that um, is really interesting to me though, is that a few weeks ago or whenever we talked a month or so ago, when we talked about this, when we talked about it being available, you had pointed out that you had looked it up and saw that someone who had registered for it, who tried registering for it, was none other than Conrad Thompson. Oh, I heard this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I found that really interesting because like he is married to Ric Flair's uh one of Ric Flair's other uh, other daughters and um you know so his connections with the Flair family um does the podcast- like practically related to Andrade, isn't he? <laughs> Not, yeah, he's Andrade also. Yes, yes, yes. He's also Andrade. <laughs> yeah, he's also Andrade. Um, but and then also he does a podcast with Arn Anderson. So I'm just wondering if this is like uh, you know, uh, them working together as a company or if these are just they're just throwing a lot of pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks or what or whatever. It could be. So at the end of the day, people play the legal system for positioning. I don't know what, what Conrad Thompson, Arn Anderson, how they're working together and where this shakes out. But at the end of the day, let's say there are some people out there that don't do things, let's say, the right way. It's not that it's illegal, but let's say that Mac and I were in a business deal and we were trying to negotiate the use of the four horsemen for the podcast. It's going to be me, Dave, Sean, and Mac. Man, I just of us are going to talk wrestling. Yeah. Also, somebody write this down because this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on. <laughs> right. And so as part of it, are you uh, pitching you know, something to me or is this a pitch? <laughs> the, yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, Sean, what I need you to do is to edit when Mac said, fuck yeah, earlier. And I want you to place <laughs> it after, hey, Mac, we're doing this, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, it's, it's um, binding, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I have totally. a question. 
I have a question about the writing it down part. Are we not recording this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing that I'm recording this from my buddy's basement today, this may or may not be getting down on paper. We'll see. But uh, at the end of the day, I let's say that let's say that I told Mac, yeah, man, you could be a part of our podcast, but you got to uh, one live in a giant egg for the next thirty days, and and. And Max, like you know what, I'm not doing that. All right, I've already been, I've already lived in an egg before. I'm not doing it. So I go ahead and I file the trademark application first. That gives me some leverage against Mac in the negotiations because now technically I'm the one that filed the application first. I can hold the legal process up for at least three years. So it's possible that there is some positioning going on there. As we know, Cody Rhodes and the WWE or having a knockdown, drag out, no holds barred battle over a bunch of intellectual property, including things like war games. And so this could just be one more chip between the former WWE guys, such as Arn Anderson and uh, and Cody Rhodes and the WWE to see who really can claim some of the valuable IP and then use that against the other party. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like some like lawyer style war games going on for real. Exactly, because remember, Cody Rhodes wanted to register. What was it? The Great American Bash. Well, he something took, at his and and Bash at the Beach they used as well. Yeah, and Bash at the Beach idea that that his father Dusty Rhodes came up with while he was employed by or contracted with the WWE, and so WWE ultimately at first was like, yeah, you can have it. We're not using it. They then later filed an objection and said. Sure, if you want to use this, great, but you're going to pay us a licensing fee because we're the proper owner of that trademark. So this might just be another knockdown, drag out battle. But I guess you'll have to stay tuned to the next episode of Wrestling with Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, smooth promo. There you go. Way way to outro that. That was pretty impressive. So, yeah, really. And, and, and um, speaking of speaking of the fact that now because uh, Cody Rhodes, they revived, they tried to use Bash at the they used Bash at the Beach at AEW. So it seems like you got to you know you got to use it use it or lose it right with copyright law. Uh, so WWE just announced that they're bringing it back. Uh, they're bringing back um, uh, Halloween Havoc. So this uh, this October they're doing the NXT event of Halloween Havoc. So I'm pretty amped about that because I, I love ha- Halloween Havoc. Any Halloween Havoc? That's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, that's a really fun – I mean, th- that's a fun idea. Halloween Havoc um, is- Mac, have you been watching wrestling lately? Have you watched like the last couple of pay-per-views? Who, me? Oh, uh, yeah. yes, actually. I uh, During the pandemic, I um, me and my lady and my brother and his wife, uh, we uh, FaceTime with each other like during the whole event and stuff. And, oh, yeah, nice. We, we, we mix up some cocktails and just, you know, yeah, and just rag nice. on wrestling the whole time. That's what Dave and I did. For uh, what did we watch, Dave? SummerSlam? We watched SummerSlam. Yeah, we did. We did that together. We did a hang, yeah. a virtual hang. Yep. Yep. And got drunk and talked shit about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real treat. It's, it's, it's a treat to, like, you know, it's, a, it's an excuse to at least, like, you know, like see my brother's face once a month at the very least. I mean, his wife and my girlfriend talk, like, about 12 times a day. So, like, they're, like, super tight, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's good to kind of, like I said, like, yeah, when it's always like, what cocktail are you drinking this week or this month? You know, that kind of thing. So. But we don't <laughs> do it for the NXT ones, though. <laughs> like, we didn't do it for whatever Full Sail or whatever the last one was. Well, that's probably too many. Yes, yeah. When you, you know, we'll <laughs> that is, that if you're doing NXT, you yeah. have a problem. Well, they, they had SummerSlam and they had, uh, right after they had Payback, you know, yeah. So, they, they had two, pretty much two events yeah. in, um, what, like, less than a week, essentially a week. 
Well, and Money in the Bank was just like a couple weeks before mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they're so really like, it was like a bunch in a row. row. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I got to say, you know, SummerSlam was one of the two best uh, wrestling pay-per-views that I saw that week. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> and and uh, um, are you watching Are you watching some AEW as well, or is it just WWE pretty much? Yeah, or what? a little bit. It's, it's funny. When it comes to, like, wrestling, it's, it's like I, I watch the big events. I It's almost like I read more about wrestling than I actually watch it. You know what I mean? I, 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 you know, I go mm. to, like, you know, one of those like cage side seat blogs or something like that, you know, and I, I, I kind of like, you know, so it, it's, I don't really, I'm not religious about my watching nowadays. And also for, to be honest, what they're doing right now with all the performers and their Twitch accounts and, uh, um, and their cameos and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it really irks me. Like it, it really turns me off to the product, you know, just the way that they treat their workers. And so it's like, I, 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 I'm hesitant to give them my, 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 you know, my precious time essentially. Yeah. If, if they're going to kind of pull some of that bullshit. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about all that <laughs> stuff and complications that it's brought into my enjoyment of wrestling to say at, at, at least I think Dave too, yeah, have a, a bit of a moral bit, like, problem with how it. they're conducting their business, you know? Yeah, there is there, there certainly is. And, and it, and it, and it does put a damper on like the fun of like, you know, cause it's like, they don't seem to like uh, to be having that much fun anymore. The wrestlers, they just, it's a job that they have to go do now. Uh, and that's not great. Yeah, and like, that look, I mean, we don't know that we're, we're, I mean, we don't know that I'm sure they're having a good time. Those guys. And gals. But, you know, I mean, there's no, but there's like no house show like scene right now and stuff like that. So they're supplementing that, you know, that missing income. And now WWE just wants like, this one, just a piece of the pie. They want the whole freaking thing. And I can understand them trying to protect their trademarked characters and things like that. Like, I, I get that. Like, you know, like, you know, if, you know, you, you don't necessarily want like, you know, big E, you know, like hawking something that you don't necessarily agree with. Like, okay, like I can understand some of that kind of argument, but, uh, but like, yeah, no, just kind of like how it's going to count like against their guarantees and all that stuff. Like, it's just like, it's so fucking icky, man. It's so shady and taking over their TikToks and like their personal accounts and stuff and being, and you know, I mean, I guess, I guess there's something like, to the argument that, that, that I'm sure that they'd make, um, which is, well, no, we're, we're, we're developing, you know, a big time, like social media program kind of thing. And we're gonna put it all under one umbrella and it's going to give everybody big fat pushes kind of thing. And so, I mean, I'm sure that's what their argument is, but at the same time, it's at the end of the day, it's like, no, you're, you're taking food out of their mouths. Like, you know, yeah. Like, especially, like I said, like, you know, so there's no house show scene. They, I think they're getting smaller or like, you know, like less bonuses for pay-per-views now, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's really fucked. Yeah. Well, it would There's be no like audience. if, if Marvel, no audience anymore. It would be exactly. Like, it would be like if, uh, if Marvel told Chris Evans, he couldn't have a Twitter account anymore because he's yeah, Captain America. Exactly. And it's like, well, what? No, I'm still Chris Evans. Like, you know, well, you're in a contract with us for 10 years and it's like, yeah, but I still get to be myself when I'm not doing captain i'm not wearing the shield and talking shit about trump you know it's interesting because i think like what what happens on twitter kind of bit them in the ass because like when they register like rusev when or miro now when when he was on twitter he was like you know miro uh, or rusev bulgaria wwe so they like had to have an official that he was wwe star and you know you 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 do that you get you go into the if you go into the if you go into the company like you know like uh, and don't have a Twitter they set it up for you and yes you have WWE in your name but yeah. then yeah yeah but then you keep the account you're like you get to keep the account they can't take that back from you well it depends you do have a social media lawyer on the podcast 
Okay. If all you right. want my opinion on this issue, I'll just sit back and listen to the legal experts over here. Well, I, I know from some people that with experience with Twitter that that's the case, but I, if you are the social media lawyer, my friend. So you tell yeah, me. So, well, a couple of things. So look, first of all, I agree with you guys that they are taking food out of the mouths of these wrestlers. It seems particularly unfair, especially because they've allowed them to do this for so long and build up such success. And now they're trying to pull it back. There is an argument under the law, a defense called latches. Latches is basically, you knew what I was doing. You waited too long. Now I've become successful. And now you're trying to stop me. And it's no longer fair anymore because you didn't act timely or reasonably. That's kind of the defense here. But really, there's two issues. First issue is, what do their contracts say? If their contracts say that they can't you know, make money doing these other things that are somehow related to their character or in any way connected to their IP or things of that nature, then look, they signed a contract and the contract is what it is. So I don't know if that's the case here, but from WWE being able to potentially control their Twitch-related income, it might be governed by their contract and we'd have to look because WWE right now looks like the big bad guy, but these performers may very well have breached their contract. The defense is, is there an argument of latches? Did they wait too long? In terms of the Twitter account themselves, the rule about this is as follows. If you created a social media profile during the course and scope of your employment that is somehow connected to your employment, your employer owns it. If, on the other hand, you're an independent contractor, like lots of these wrestlers are, there's nothing in your contract well, that all of them are, you know, yeah. Yeah, and you exactly, because uh. then it's just governed by the terms of the contract itself. But if you created it outside of it, then unless there is some sort of contractual provision saying the WWE owns it, then in fact, the wrestler or the performer might own it themselves. So it's a mix of copyright law and contract and employment law to really find the answer to the question. So uh, the thing is, what I'm hearing is that they're actually going to the wrestlers and making them like sign like up, re-upped contracts, like new, new language in the contracts and so forth and stuff like that. Uh, uh, like, I mean... Uh, I, 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 it doesn't sound like ethical to, like to me a little bit, like kind of change, you know, you kind of moving the goalposts a little bit. Um, but you know, I, 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 if they were, if they were not independent contractors, uh, if they were actually like full-time employees, would, I don't think they, would they actually even be able to do that? Well, I mean, they could do whatever they want to do. The question is whether they're, they're breaching their duties as an employee in that situation. The, the, to your point, Mac, the fact that WWE is renegotiating their agreements tells me that one, you're right, they're like the independent contractors because they are, but two, that this probably was not in their contract. In order for WWE to stop them from doing something that they have a lawful right to do, aka use their Twitch account to make income because they're probably independent contractors, and I bet it wasn't the contract because their lawyers don't pay the attention that they need to, then the WWE can't stop them from using their Twitch account under their current business arrangement. They have to give them some new form of consideration, in other words, an extended contract or more money, in order for these wrestlers to agree not to use their Twitch account or to wrap it up under WWE's umbrella. The problem that these wrestlers face is as follows. Let's say they don't agree to that deal. They say, screw you, WWE. I don't want to re-up and take this long-term contract deal. I want to keep holding on to my Twitch account because I know AEW is going to throw a whole bunch of money at me. WWE then has the ability to bury them. They have the ability not to exactly put them in gonna, a that's position all to afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so exactly what they're They're in between a rock and a hard place while they are under contract with the WWE. But as you can see, 
from Dawson and what is it, Jackson, Dawson, uh, Dean Ambrose, all these other people, you do have the ability to jump ship now. Maybe not now with COVID, but you know, the you're already John Moxley. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, it's crazy because I feel like it's it's notable that AEW hasn't been signing people really since Luke Harper. Like even Zack Ryder, that was apparently a very short term limited contract. Uh, and it's something I've been thinking for a while that, you know, the the revenue crunch of losing live audiences that AEW actually doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't have the financial flexibility right now to sign people. Um, and it seems like a lot of these wrestlers are just waiting till they can go to Japan. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, look, whether or not Tony Khan has the money or, or doesn't have the money, we don't know. We can't speculate on that. But what I think we can all agree is that you are probably not going to be making a big time deal during this time when AEW can't make big time money off of you. So whether they've got the money and are not exercising it or it's just not a good business move at this time, whatever they're doing, they're not taking these guys away. You're right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it just it, they they would have such a stronger negotiating like kind of uh, uh, position if they stuck together, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that's you know, I think that's a reason why like Vince has always been, you know, a a, a union buster, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. over the years and stuff, just because it's like, yeah, because you know, he has he has to divide and conquer, and he's done a very good job of it. You know, he's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's helped these guys down Absolutely. for such such a long time. Well, I, and it's interesting because Paige actually has uh, Paige has. Um, been, she tweeted something about this, yeah. Yeah, she tweeted this about this because she's been doing a, a Twitch. She has a video game Twitch. It's been very popular. Her career was in the ring was cut short, uh, you know, obviously due to her her injury. So, like, for her, she's got to protect herself. She's got if, – if, if Twitch is her main income, like, uh, you know, that might be her, her future more than WWE is going to be. Uh, so, yeah, even she wrote something about, like, I've been learning a lot about labor unions or something to that mm-hmm. effect. So who knows? Who knows? This could be, this could be the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, e- it's easier for her because she's on the sidelines, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, she's she's not worried about whether or not she's going to get pushed or not. You know? Yeah. But Andrew, right. Yang, she, Andrew, she Yang tweeted, uh, tweeted about yeah, this. What she wrote two days ago: Twitch is my all capitals place. What I built with my wonderful fans, a place where people can go and feel some positivity and a little bit of normalcy, fun, interactive, non-judgmental, charitable place. I'm proud of what I built with my fan base. So she really is kind of planting her her flag there. And this is something that, look, at the end of the day, this we're in a weird part of the world, man. We talked earlier about the difference between having these fanciful characters or having wrestlers just using their real name. This was all created in a universe before people were able to have a personal brand where you could create these digital assets like Twitch, social media, um, Patreon and, and make some money in other ways where people have the ability to kind of carve out uh, their own niche and their own personal brand outside of their, their entertainment brand as well. So really, this is kind of like an issue of first impression on a really large scale of what these wrestlers you know, can do. As Max said, Vince has been dividing and conquering and he's been a union buster you know, when it comes to this stuff. But I wonder if we are getting into a new age where Chris Jericho was like, look, Hey guys, you could step away from Vince and still become largely successful. He did it with AEW, but perhaps Paige and others are going to do this uh, digitally. Yeah, but let's be real. Tony Khan doesn't want the AEW wrestlers to unionize any more than Vince does, right? That's true. <laughs> no, you have to start paying health Nobody insurance wants and things like that. You know, yeah. 
I, yeah. I mean, they say that, you know, they say that um, a lot of that information about health insurance is outdated with the WWE and that like uh, even Rob Van Dam was like, what, you think Triple H doesn't get fucking health insurance? I'm like, you're right, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Give me, let me have some of what you're smoking, Rob. Also, uh, please. Triple, Triple H is also Triple H is also way higher up in the company than like a yeah, he's job like a or vice president over there. You know? yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I'm sure Vince gets health insurance too. When they say no health insurance, I think they're talking about like the the, the individual wrestlers, like just the the low level. Yeah, you know, look. I mean, generally, it's in Vince's best interest to keep his performers healthy. And you know, like, yeah, he, the longer his big names are on the shelf, uh, you know, the more it hurts him. So, you know, yeah. So, yes, it is in his best interest to keep them healthy and stuff. But also, there's just no obligation to it. Like, you know, if he if if someone's about to leave, you know, he's not going to pay for their Achilles surgery. Like, he's not going to do that. You know, yeah. But but actually, he's paid for a lot of like the um eight the a lot of the retired wrestlers. Yeah, um, the, like, well, the, the yeah the, the I, forget, stuff. I forget what they call those contracts like the legacy contracts. Legend, legends. Legends. Yeah, legends. There you go. Yeah, where he's paid uh, for like um you know like um alcohol counseling or drug counseling and stuff like that. Yes, like he's a wellness program kind of thing when it comes to like that. Yeah, he'll you know he's I mean like yeah that's admirable, but he's a, a, under no obligation to do that. And also those legend contracts I hear aren't very lucrative at all. You know, uh, you're just obligated to show up at some like you know at some uh, signings at WrestleMania or something like that. You know, yeah. But also you know it's 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 not really like something that like you know is really paying the bills. I mean it's a nice gesture, you know, but you know yeah it's it's not you know it's it's not a pension though. You know yeah 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 totally totally. There's a reason all those guys. Have have shops on pro wrestling tees now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure Vince is going to try to take that away too somehow. You know, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, well, speaking of wrestling t-shirts, Mac, one of my passions, and it's important to have highbrow passions that are varied, is collecting vintage wrestling t-shirts also. (laughs) Oh, nice. I, I actually have a bunch in uh, my place in New York. Like I I look old, like I'm a Jerichoholic, like in all those kind of ones, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to ask you because I know I've seen your Christian Leitner Dream Team jersey, which, goddamn, it's fucking, it's the best. I know. I can't believe it fit right off the rack, too. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I have a Patrick Ewing one, but it's a little small on me, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, do you, you you seem like the kind of guy who has hung on to some, some, some choice uh, shirts. Do you have what, uh, besides the I am a Jerichoholic shirt, what, what do you got? Uh, I'm trying to remember what I have. I, I definitely have a, um, uh, I definitely have a like a WCW like that NWO kind of era uh, beach towel that is like just so dank right now, man. It's like the <laughs> oldest towel. Like you know, I, I really use that one up pretty good. Uh, um, I can't remember like off the top of my head. They, they're kind of more from that era, that attitude kind of era and stuff like that. Um, you know, kind of. I think I have a WrestleMania 2000 because I went to that one as well. Uh, I definitely have that. Yeah. And I think it literally just says WrestleMania 2000. Like it doesn't even, ha- I might, it might have the four corners match like guys on there, you know? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Like, you know, so I usually try to pick up at least like one souvenir every time I, you know, go to an event, you know, I, I usually just go to the, uh, the WrestleManias, but I went to, I think it was like no way out or something like that. There was something at the Staples center, uh, a couple of years back about like two, two, two and a half years ago. Something. Uh, but yeah, I always try to grab at least like one thing. My, my brother Rory for, um, his like wedding, he gave out like a 
like I, I, I think they're like pouches or they're little bags, like a little kind of like like, like fanny packs. Like no, like kind of like kind of like a like a canvas bags kind of thing, like oh, shopping. Oh, cool. Sweet. And so it, they all had like like wrestlers like uh, in there. So he gave me the Coco Beware one. So I was like, oh, thanks a lot, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I gotta admit though, it's still pretty fly though. You know, yeah. <laughs> ah. Why do you hate Coco Beware so Sean much? Loves Coco great. Beware, by the way. I love Coco Beware. Yeah, I've always, always loved, loved Coco Beware. Beware. He's just such a jobber, man. Just such a jobber. Nick. He's he's got, he's got a bird. I got a I got All a right, Coco Beware. Uh, I got a Coco Beware face mask. <laughs> oh my god, really? I'm not even appropriate in it nowadays. Yeah, you know, gonna be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I got it. Like I got it. Like I was like, I need some fa- new face masks. So I, I saw there was a Coco Beware one. Like you know, <laughs> like, like not like a Halloween mask. Like like a COVID mask. Oh, oh, oh okay. COVID mask. Oh, that. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> like a yeah, no, like a COVID mask, like a yellow. And it's interesting because I was like, oh, yo, oh, this oh. is fly. It's got like you, it's got fucking the parrot on it. It's got it says Coco Beware. It's yellow. But then I realized it looks like on my face, it just looks like a single bikini cover, like one boob of a bikini. <laughs> like I'm just wearing one boob of a bikini. Give it to your It'd son. Be huge on him. <laughs> Oh, there's no in between. No, what I'm about your wife? It. I'm gonna give it to her. As a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so Dave, so Dave, what is your wrestling? So recently, I made a. I ventured out of my um of my cave, my home where I have not left in very long. I had to go to um the big city of New York to get my my computer fixed, and it's fixed, guys. That's what we're recording on right oh. now. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. This is a big, cool. It's a big outing Great for story. me. That's right, that's right. Um, and I stopped up. I hit up one of my favorite vintage stores when I was there and got uh, a fucking "Have a Nice Day" classic Mankind shirt recently. Oh, so, love it! Nice. I got that, and then also a, a NWO Wolf Pack one that I somehow didn't already have because I have fucking every like fucking 500 Wolfpack shirts and I'm uh, yeah cuz cuz NWO is for life but Wolfpack is forever how oh. <laughs> oh you're the worst <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> ooh <laughs> yeah oh, the, the the red and black um, yeah 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 the was- red and black I hated that stuff. I mean, the NWO stuff like that when they split, it was just like, oh god! Like the, now, now there's there's more there's more NWO. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was already they were already like in every freaking segment. Now it's like, oh great! Now they get get twice the the stuff. You know, yeah. I need Brian Adams to have more screen That's time. Yes, yeah, definitely. You no, know, I was That's really interested in like Stevie like- Ray and Disco Inferno, like in the black and white. Like, oh wow, that's amazing! You guys are the best. <laughs> Horace, not, a, not a Horace Hogan fan. Yeah, I know. Not really. Not really. You know, <laughs> have to admit that. Yeah. Same, same, same. <laughs> um, well, Mac, this was uh this was great. This was super fun. Thanks for Yeah, thanks yeah, for no, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's like it's 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 nice talking to this somebody was... other than my girlfriend all day, I guess. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a great conversation. Uh, Ethan... no, yeah. <laughs> oh. well, always great to talk. Always always great to talk wrestling. Yes, always, always. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah always. Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. And Ethan, where uh, where can people find the podcast if they want to uh, ask us to tell yeah, Mac if things? If you want to ask us to tell Mac things, you could find us on Instagram by searching for Wrestling with Friends or on Twitter by searching for WWF Podcast. 
That's right. And Dave, if people want to know about more of your shirt problems, yes, where that's can they right. Well, you? on Twitter, I'm at Dave Kush. That's D A V E K U S H. Um, on Instagram, I was a little bit later there to register. So I'm Dave dot Kush. That's still D A V E period <laughs> K U S H. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. And what about you, Macaulay Culkin? What if people are like, wait, Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, I know, alive? right? Yeah. And then they yeah, want to follow I, you. What it's, when I tweet like <laughs> once every blue moon, um, I'm at, uh, at yeah. Incredible Culk <laughs> on the Twitters. And on the Instagram, I'm at Culkamania. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, I'd say a two years worth of great Instagram content, and then it goes dead. <laughs> but have fun. Says you. <laughs> 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 now he's gonna post a bunch of yes, exactly. yeah. spite me. I, well, I have, a good, I have a good one brewing. I have a good one in my back pocket that I'm gonna use, and I got a. Um, it'll probably be out when this podcast is out. But I got. Uh, I, I think got your a, tweets, I mean, I think your tweets the last quarter of 2019 were killer. I mean, I just want to say. <laughs> I, got, I have a COVID uh, mask. That's the Home Alone face. It's actually my own face. And so I'm totally, so probably by the time you guys post this, that'll probably be posted, but uh, I'm pretty sure that'll be a little viral oh, thing. It looks like I flayed my younger self and raked it across my own face. <laughs> well, feel free That's to tag great. us. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll do. <laughs> and if you want to send, uh, send uh, Sean some hate mail for bashing Macaulay's Instagram account, Sean, where can they send you those DMs? Oh yeah, you can just come yell at me on Twitter at Sean Wrights. Just just come and scream at me. And also, more importantly than that, though, uh, leave a little comment on uh, on Apple on the Apple Podcast Store subscribe. and subscribe tell and tell your friends and check us out. We're also yeah. on Spotify and uh, yeah, yeah, that was great. Check out my SoundCloud. Literally, we have one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Dave, uh, why don't you sing us out with the uh, the Wrestling oh, with Friends sure, official theme to. song? Because we're wrestling, yeah. All right. Wrestling with wrestling friends. with friends. Who are we wrestling with? Wrestling, wrestling yeah. with friends. Am I drinking alone? No. Because what am I doing? Wrestling with friends. Wrestling with friends. Oh, that's better. Yeah, I, I like that version. Hey. Yeah, if you're gonna remix the, the theme song, you got to give us a heads up. Yeah, yeah, I really ruined our uh, harmony. Great, Max. Max totally, totally never gonna do the podcast with us again now. Thanks for the strong finish. This podcast is a Mobius strip nightmare, and I love it.